This episode is a supplement to regular Inside Israel news episodes. I'll be discussing background related to current events in Israel and the Middle East. Captain's Log Supplemental. This supplement is about the third election in a year uh, regarding the, the four elections in two years series. And so this will conclude the uh, this supplemental series on the three past elections as we'll be going on to discuss more episodes forthcoming on the current Israeli election scheduled for March of 2021. There were a couple of uh, political fallouts from the failure of the second election. Uh, A lot of blame to go around. It could be blaming Bibi, it could be blaming Gantz, but for the most part, there was a large sense of disappointment in the political system. Uh, There was growing apathy with the way the elections were going. A lot of people were upset. Not only had Israel never had to go to two elections to resolve uh, political disputes, to form a coalition, but now this is three And yet, in three elections, Israel has not been able to form a government. This is the third election that's happening in in this uh, cycle here, scheduled for March 2nd of 2020, right? So voters are really upset about this. There's a lot of shifting in in parties, a lot of stuff moving around, a lot of moving parts. Uh, Everyone's really upset. There's an eagerness to get rid of Bibi Netanyahu from the left. And on the right, there's a growing eagerness to defend him, to to keep him in office. Bibi starting to gain a little bit of popularity. Some people are seeing that the the Gantz uh, crowd that that just wants to you know no Bibi, no Bibi, no Bibi that that they're just harping on that same old uh, trope, and they're not uh, they're not coming up with anything new. Uh, that that's problematic. At the same time, on the other hand, Bibi himself continues to to seek the office, does not want to back down, and uh, he wants to keep himself in uh, at the desk, you know, at the in the big chair. This is this is his effort to maintain all the the trappings and and pleasures of power <laughs> to remain prime minister and protect himself from the charges that had been filed against him. There was a little bit of political maneuvering uh, after this election. So I mentioned last uh, in the last supplement that Meretz, the the vigor party, the left wing. Uh, dovish protest party had formed a, a joint list with the Social Democracy Party, the, the Democratic Socialists, in order to uh, earn seats. And they, they managed to get five seats in the September election. So they were up one from the previous election, but it really didn't do what they were hoping to do. Uh, however, it did put them just one seat behind labor. So in this particular election, heading into this one, there was a thought, what if Meretz went the other direction? So Meretz went and formed a joint list with Labour in the hopes that if the two of them ran together, they could get maybe eight or nine seats, and that would uh, give them an opportunity to be a more significant uh, voice in an anti-BB coalition. And uh, that's not necessarily going to work out well for them. And it'll be uh, another one of those great examples where when two parties run together, sometimes they are less than the sum of their parts rather than more. Uh, as I've mentioned in the past, in uh, 2013, for example, Yisrael Batenu and Likud ran together as one party in a joint list, and they had uh, earned in that election fewer seats together than they had separately won in the previous election in 2009. And as a result, that uh, that led those two parties to continue to run separately in future elections. Well, uh, in this case, it's not always a, a, a very good thing. 
also you're going to see a few parties drop off the, the political radar again as we head into this particular election. Bibi was a little bit resurgent, a uh, few more votes for him, uh, feeling that maybe he'd been wronged and maybe that it would be easier. Some people on the right certainly were feeling it would be easier if Bibi could just go on one more government and uh, find a way to, to keep him in office rather than all of this jockeying just to try to get Bibi out, right? And so this is the... This is the prevailing situation as we head into the March 2020 election. There's also some growing concern around the world now about this virus that's in China and in Wuhan that uh, we started hearing about in January, a little bit, just catching a little bit of news. And then by February, there was a lot more concern about it. Uh, There were a number of elderly people in China who were being killed by this virus, and it proved to be just a little more deadly than the flu. And... This is going to be something that's going to break out into the political equation as voters go to the polls in March and become a major international issue in the months that follow. On March 2nd, 2020, Israeli voters went to the polls once again. For the third time in a one-year span, Israeli voters were voting on the election of the Knesset and deciding which parties should hold how many seats after two previous elections had failed to produce a government. Spoiler alert, there will be a government from this uh, particular election, but you're not going to like it. So be aware. In the March 2nd election, Likud came out a little bit better. Uh, Likud picked up seats going up to 36. This is more seats than BB won in the April 2019 election, one more seat, and uh, four more seats than Likud had won in the September 2019 election. So we see a resurgent Likud Uh, Bibi coming into this election strong and in a strong first-place position. Blue and white, with the uh, Gantz and Lapid working together, but with Gantz heading the ticket as the prime minister candidate, came in at 33. So uh, blue and white performed exactly the same, if you will, in terms of the number of seats they had earned at the September 2019 election. So with uh, blue and white at 33, in strong second place, but but still not gaining any ground against Bibi Netanyahu. That, that's somewhat disappointing for that uh, coalition trying to remove Netanyahu. Shas, the Sephardic ultra-Orthodox party, had nine seats. United Torah Judaism, the uh, Ashkenazic ultra-Orthodox party, with seven. Labor and Meretz running together had earned seven seats. Uh, Yisrael Betenu at seven down one seat from the previous election, but still stronger than they had been in the April 2019 election. And uh, Yamina at six, the uh, party led by Naftali Bennett that's a little bit to the right of Likud. As had happened in the previous election, Bibi Netanyahu and his natural coalition partners had won about 58 seats, uh, more more seats than their opponents, who were now down at 47 Right. Uh, joint list, I should note, the, the Arab parties won 15 seats in this election. Uh, voter turnout was a little bit lower than the previous election, so the Arab turnout uh, was able to be disproportionately represented because they did turn out in great numbers. Uh, so, you know, 15 seats that are, again, a null value in the election. They don't join the coalition and they don't participate. But when you look at it, Likud came out much better. Bibi came much closer to forming a government. Three seats shy of a majority. This was kind of heartbreaking. And so, obviously, uh, more 
members of the Knesset recommended Bibi Netanyahu as prime minister and uh, then Benny Gantz. So Ruby Rivlin, President Rivlin, gave Benny, uh, he gave uh, Bibi Netanyahu the first go at forming the government. And after he was unable to form it, then Benny Gantz. However, uh, as the uh, as the situation progressed into May, uh, there's this major international crisis over the Wuhan virus or coronavirus or COVID-19, whatever you want to call it, that had developed. Countries were in lockdown. There was a need for travel bans. There was a, a growing uh, sense of disconcerting concertedness about this virus. People wanted to be protected from it. And the urgency overwhelmed the political situation. And so finally, after all of these elections, Bibi Netanyahu and Benny Gantz sat down and worked out an emergency unity government. Very emergency, very 11th hour, and uh, very temporary. And the idea was that for the next year, these two parties would work together in order to mitigate the emergency. And this uh, would be the first six months with Bibi Netanyahu in office, and then the second six months with Benny Gantz in office. With one caveat, if Israel failed to pass a budget, if the Knesset could not pass a budget before Bibi Netanyahu's time was up as prime minister, then early elections would be called, and he would not have to give up his office as prime minister. Interesting and important technicality there. And so uh, after this election, a government was finally formed. This emergency government formed together, um, instituted a number of emergency measures to deal with the virus and help the population feel more secure, feel safer. Uh, Israel ultimately suffered a number of deaths from uh, the virus. Like most countries, it was typically the elderly and the infirm who would become ill and die, people who were, who were already uh, aged and ill to begin with. But uh, then, you know, a few younger and healthier people would die. So about 6% of the people who die from the virus uh, have no other life-threatening illnesses. Uh, something, you know, a death rate, something similar to the flu, a little higher than the, than the flu, some of the, the more dangerous flus like uh, H1N1 that have been out there. So a little bit more deadly than the flu, but a serious problem. And the world had decided to take this seriously and, and shut down international travel. There were lockdowns. People were told to stay at home. Businesses were shuttered. Uh, and uh, Israel, like many other countries, was working to mitigate the crisis, trying to develop a vaccine, trying to keep people safe, trying to prevent the spread of the virus, and despite all of these efforts, not meeting with a great deal of success. Uh, the virus continued to spread. People continued to get sick. Uh, this is what you expect from an airborne virus that's related to the common cold. They tend to spread. However, uh, Bibi Netanyahu came out of that crisis relatively strong. People felt comfortable with his leadership, felt that he'd handled himself well. Uh, and now, months later, as the vaccine has been distributed, uh, Bibi is in a much stronger position there. Of course, as, uh, the, as the, the deadline approached for Bibi to give up his office to Gantz, and the budget negotiations were uh, in full swing in November and December, uh, the deadline for passing the budget came and went. Bibi made sure that no budget was passed. He had no intention, right from the beginning, of uh, offering uh, Benny Gantz the big chair, the big office, and making him prime minister. At a last-minute, last-ditch effort, uh, Bibi did contact Naftali Bennett and offer him a rotation in pri as prime minister if he would join the government and help Bibi form a coalition without Benny Gantz's party. 
And uh, Naftali Bennett refused that and thus uh, confirmed that new elections would be coming. It's important to note that at this point, Blue and White and Yeshatid had split. When Benny Gantz wanted to join the coalition, he took his seats away from the joint list, you would say, with Yeshatid, and he and, and Yair Lapid went separate ways. So Benny Gantz joined the, the unity government with Bibi, uh, but Yair Lapid and Yeshatid did not. They remained in opposition. And that's what sets things up for the current election, which uh, has been scheduled for the 23rd of March, uh, again, the fourth election in two years coming up now because the, the government failed to pass a budget and Bibi had no intention of handing over the prime minister's office to Benny Gantz. This creates some of the challenges heading into the next election. If Bibi offers a rotation as prime minister to anyone to form a coalition, are they really going to be able to trust him? You know, yeah, sure, you'll say uh, you'll you'll go two years and then I'll become prime minister for two years. And then two years in, you'll sabotage the coalition somehow and bring on a new election so that you can try to stay in office. Right. You know, uh, as the as the American saying goes, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Right. How, who's going to take that deal now? Right. You know, what kind of a, a schlub do you take me for? Well, this is. This is going to be interesting to see how this all plays out. Uh, who's going to trust BB? Are they going to be willing to form a government with him? And is BB on his last leg? Is there a really good chance now that he'll be unseated? And again, the word on the street in Israel is that BB is uh, continues to be very popular. So we will see how that all plays out. As always, you can find more information at InsideIsrael.News. And uh, visit us on Facebook at the Facebook page. Like the Facebook page to stay up to date. And uh, you can leave feedback there. would like to hear from you. With that, I will say lehitrot. Goodbye. <laughs> כל זה אינו משל ולא חלום, זה נכון